Welcome to a special edition of the Athletic MBA Show. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. With me, I've got Sam Vecini and Mo DeKeel. And this was supposed to be a very exciting podcast <laughs> after a very exciting game. The entire arena was just like vibrating as Victor Wimbanyama's warming up. Yeah. And the air was let out of the balloon so fast. It was one of the worst games I've watched. And I watched 2020 Poku, all of it. Every episode of 2020 Poku, I've watched oh, it. Oh, my God. Uh, Sam, you have seen Victor Wimbanyama play many times. Yeah. Uh, this this was not what people were expecting. No, it was not. Uh, I've never seen him like that passive, uh, I guess. I've never really seen him play that quiet. Like It just felt like he didn't have the kind of juice that I've seen him have before. Like yeah. This is a guy that led a French league like uh, team to its championship rounds. A team that had no business going to the championship round, right. too. Like He took an underdog yeah. team. In that sense, and you're 100% right. Passive is the best word to describe his game tonight. It 100% is. I mean, he goes two for 13 from the field for people who, you know, maybe want some context, didn't watch the game. Two for 13 from the field, one for six from three, eight rebounds, three assists. I thought his passing was actually the best uh, part of his game outside of his rim protection tonight. Yeah. Uh, I I think that we should actually probably note the defense was quite good. Uh, Look, he got bailed out a lot by. Charlotte having maybe the worst summer league team I've ever watched oh, in my I, life. I'm not ready to go there but yet. Like, like there are very, been very, history of summer league teams is another podcast. Yeah, th- th- they're up there. This, so I've watched them three times now, and like I'm not worried about Brandon Miller. Yeah. I am more worried. Uh, this is a conversation I've been having with like a friend on the team side. Uh, I'm more worried that they might not have another NBA player on this team. Yeah. Uh, when they have seven draft picks, I believe, on this roster. James Najee looked okay tonight, I thought. Bryce McGowan's yeah. looked solid. But sure. Yeah, this was, a, this was a disappointment, especially after the highs. The crowd was going, too, because of what happened in the previous game. We had... Yeah. You know, Amen Thompson versus Scoot Henderson. Both those guys get hurt, but we get this incredible finale with Jay, uh, Jabari Smith knocking down, what, like a 35-footer that was to yeah. win? Off of like a heave pass that felt like it had no prayer. 100%. And then it hits his hands, and it goes in, and then Tari Eason gives the Blazers the Dame, the dame <laughs> wave. That's perfect. Oh, That's perfect. Dame's was, getting ready to give the Blazers the Dame <laughs> wave. This beautiful. is perfect. Every, yes, the arena, the entire place was packed. Yeah. Like, all the way to the ceiling, packed with people. Yeah. People were on their feet yeah. Yeah. to begin the game, which doesn't really happen in Summer League. Nope. And then we watched the, it, the Hornets shoot 29% up from 19% most of the game. That yeah. They have continued the tradition of finding the brick layer in the draft with Nick Smith Jr., who was just laying bricks all night on top of James Booknight, who had a really nice dunk in the game, but then the announcer called him James Boo Knight. And it was just like, it it felt poetic. The the The, sad sad thing is, I never thought we were going to talk about Charlotte when I figured we were doing this podcast (laughs) tonight. And it was just, the the Wemby was just kind of so, the the debut was so disappointing to a degree in terms of the hype. I actually didn't mind his first half. I know his shooting wasn't, sure. he didn't shoot yeah. it very well in the first half. But like you touched on, Sam, his uh, rim protection, his defense was solid. He had some great passes the Spurs could not finish. Yeah. yeah. And his first, his real first play was a beautiful dime in transition. Yep. I thought early on he forced it, his first couple of shots and mm-hmm. things like that. I felt, you know, when those didn't fall, you could feel it kind of going to him. 
he didn't let the game come to him. Yeah. Right? Like, he tried to force it, and I think he got punished tonight for that. And I think that's kind of one of the main reasons why he was just so off. And then that third quarter, I don't know how to describe it. He was just – he was there. Yeah. But he wasn't there. Yeah. Like, that was the, the – you know, uh, that's what I was like, oh, it's going to be that. Yeah, it, it was weird just because, again, like, we've seen him be so aggressive uh, in other stops. Like, at any time – even with Osvell last year where he was playing – more of a role player role. Yeah. Uh, he, he didn't look like this, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm a little bit confused. Like genuinely, I'll be really interested to see what he says after the game. Yeah. I'm sure there will be some sort of availability that he's doing uh, below us right now. And yeah. Thompson Mac, like literally right below us. So I think it's very possible that there might just be something up and we're going to find out about it and whatever. Because yeah. it, it didn't look like him, I guess, is my point tonight. Like, yeah. we've seen him play better than this, and we've seen him play just, like, totally different than this previously. He, he hadn't seemed like somebody that would, like, fold to any kind of pressure to me, just, like, mm -hmm. being around him a little bit and watching him a little bit. But you just wonder. Like, the pressure is enormous. The expectations are enormous. And I think, like, most human beings would like at least like fold a little bit to those expectations. Yeah. I don't know if that's if it's like a human factor. I don't know if it's like him being in the news the last several days, right. being like a human element of this. It's like you wonder that, but also like some of it was like he's dribbling in transition. He's so tall that smaller guys can just like whip around him and find the ball. Yeah. But it was just it was just how sloppy he was with it. You know, yeah. and there you know the plays where he's trying to spin and it's it didn't, it didn't even feel like there were plays where it was the defense. He just lost the ball. Sure. There were times where he tried to force it, tried to attack three guys at once yeah. and, and, and whatnot. And I think the other thing, too, that kind of made this a little bit hard for Victor in in this sense was it's it's kind of a credit to the Spurs in a funny way was they just ran their offense. Yeah, They weren't trying yeah. to showcase him. No. Yeah. They weren't trying to put him on the pedestal. First play of the game was a screen assist right. from Victor Wembanyama. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, but all of it, like, throughout the entire night yeah. was, hey, we're running our offense. You'll get your stuff from there. there yep. They didn't force post-ups. They didn't force a lot of different opportunities for yep. him in that sense. And I, I, I'd be curious to kind of see how he's going to get used to that. But that's how the Spurs are going to want to play. And I think that was an interesting thing in the, in this game. And I think that's part of the challenge, too, for him in Summer League. Yeah. yeah. Again, like, I, I do want to say here that the Spurs did a phenomenal job defensively in this game. Yeah. yeah. And held Charlotte to 29% from the field. I think that I'm, I'm looking at the numbers here. They shot 18 of 45 from two-point range, which is, like, a ridiculous number. And, and I think that goes to show the way that Victor Wembanyama's just length and size and mobility genuinely just like changes the geometry of a basketball game. How many blocks did he finish with? Five. 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 Is that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, but he altered so many more. Yes. Like there was an element where it was just he was. Oh. He's so tall, guy. He's like at, he, I mean, no, at the it, end of the day, he's just a big guy. No, it is like it genuinely alters the geometry of a basketball court. Okay. Having somebody that big, that yeah. long out on the court, and just his presence helped them win. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say he played well. He didn't. He shot 2 of 13 from the field and was a disaster on offense. Mm -hmm. But I also think on some level the Hornets did a reasonable job of like sending an early double into a driving lane, oh, yeah. sending uh, you know help toward him, shading guys toward his side of the court when they yeah. tried to get him in empty actions. Like I, I think that 
look, we don't want to give too much credit to the Hornets here. They were a mess in so many regards tonight. But 29, 15, 65 shooting <laughs> splits. Well, yeah. you know, I love those numbers. Sometimes you got to get to you got to get to 90. You know, that's the goal, right? Not 180. We want to be 90 shooters, right? Yeah. Uh, no, look, like. I think that they did a good job making it harder for Vic, but Vic, you know, had an air ball tonight on a three. Yeah. Like, you know, it just didn't look like him on offense. And, and we, we all also got to just chill. Like, I know everybody's – we've been – we're disappointed with the, what we were hoping we were going to get tonight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Almost, we almost thought we were getting, like, a coronation of some sort for at least a summer. Sure. Right? And it's – I think it's just also a matter of, like, all right, it didn't work out that way. Doesn't mean he's a bust. Like I know, there's going to be the the segment of the population yeah. that Folks, wants to go there. Is Victor Wembanyama bad at basketball? <laughs> yes. Done. Folks, done. <laughs> can Victor Wembanyama overcome the disappointment <laughs> of a bad summer league debut? Yeah. I mean, no, it's, 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 it's. I mean, yeah. we're going to get that, you know. Um, and I think that's just my thing. Is just like everybody relax. Like, yeah. I mean, people start. He's too skinny. Maybe is he too tall? Yeah. You know, we're going to start hearing that. Which is, I agree. Pump it's the brakes. One game. It's a it's summer league one game. game. Yeah. Pump the brakes. And there's so much more information that we have that says like, yes, he's very good. Correct. So we should chill on that. Also, I think if they just played an opponent that had a little bit more juice, and it might have been a more fun game. So are you you saying that Sunday when it Scoot versus Wemby, we might get a little bit more? Well, Scoot's uh, not going to play, I assume. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the shoulder injury looks like, to be honest. I, so. I hope he does. Even yeah. without that, I mean, Shaden Sharp was was really fun tonight. Until he shot them out of the game. <laughs> but he was so, <laughs> more fun than the, entire, than the entire Hornets roster combined. Shaden Sharp is good at basketball on yeah. some level. But, but no, no, yeah, very, so that he's, helps. He's very good at basketball. Uh, can't compare him to Charlotte. Charlotte's bad. This is a, this was a, he's literally called it the worst summer league team we've ever had. <laughs> It's like, a bad yeah. summer league team. I'm like, just saying that I would have liked to have another team that had some juice on the other side. That's, that's all. A, that's, but that's a fair point, too, yeah. in that regard. And I think, you know, like, hey, man, I mean, I think, but that's part of it, too, is there are going to be nights in the NBA. Yeah. You're going to be playing a team that doesn't have juice. Are you going to bring it, or do you play to your level yeah. of competition? I don't think that's the case with Victor. I just think, I think the moment got to him, to be honest with you. And I think he put too much on himself. I don't know. It's it's hard. Uh, it's possible, but like again, that's why I want to hear what he says after the game yeah. more than anything. Like I'm just like genuinely curious to hear what his opinion on like his last 24 hours has looked like. Like yeah. he, he almost had an international incident uh, because yeah. Britney Spears like tried to go up and like tap him on the shoulder. I mean, I was shocked she could reach the shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. It's just- I just can't even believe those sentences are real. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an NBA Mad Lib like, what is, is what happened here. What is going on here? My wife was reading me the story in the car, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, that can't be real. Yeah. Is, that, is that chat GPT? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> might be. We might be living a simulation. I mean, it feels like I was it. watching The Matrix on my flight here, so hey, maybe there you is. go. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out, birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids. And honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10 minute core session at the end of your strength class, 
or take a 60 minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that Blazers-Rockets game, which Please. was very exciting, very fun. That Great. featured lots of really good young players. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. in the second half was just an absolute monster. He finished with 33-7-2, yep. 3 of 8 from 3, 8 of 18 overall, 14 of 17 from the free throw That's line, amazing. and had the game-winning 3. We mentioned it earlier. That just It felt impossible. It just didn't feel like it was going to happen, and then it did, and the crowd just... Boom, just erupts. Yeah. Can we so talk about fun. the play that led to this game-winning three? We can. Just, you know, you, Portland has the ball. They're up two. They break <sighs> the full-court press, and they throw a, a terrible lob. Not even like, hey, it was a wide-open lob, which yeah. I would probably be supportive of if it was a wide-open lob, but it was like a lob in traffic. It was very summer league. It, all the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and I also thought that the Rockets blew it. Because yeah. they get the rebound or the the turnover, and before they call a timeout, they take a dribble, which means they can't advance the ball on top of that. And I'm just like, oh, 0.6 seconds. You guys, like, good luck. And then it was, was Tari East in the inbounder? Mo is so offended right now by what just happened here. Oh, Summer League's <laughs> tough for me. Summer League is very difficult for me just on that point alone of, like, oh. it is bad basketball a lot of the time. This and game was not bad, though. This game was fun. This, this game, game was a lot of fun. was one of the most fun Summer League games. It was chaotic. It was seen. fun. So many dunks. It was it yep. was really fun. But but it was Tari East in inbounding, right? Was it? I believe it was. That sounds I'm right. I'm telling to me. you, and I should know because it was right in front of me. But I'm telling you, it literally looks like he's like ah ah, almost five second count. Here's a bomb. <laughs> like he just <laughs> threw a hook and just hey. Honestly, yeah. I was kind of trying to figure out if that was like planned. I, I kind of think it might have been because like you saw, uh, like Jabari kind of ran off of like an action a little bit there, and I kind of thought that like he was like trying to fake it and then threw that like hook pass. Yeah. Purposefully, maybe. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit. I don't but, know. Like, I I think you're giving it a little too much credit. But if it was planned, damn, that's unbelievable. No, yeah, that's <laughs> it. Like, but like I thought they were. I thought Portland actually did a good job defending the inbounder, making it hard, and then Jabari just hits an unbelievable shot. So good. This is the Jabari Smith, like, in the second half today. I didn't think he was very good in the first half. Oh, either, I thought he was awful. Yes. I was worried. Yeah. Straight up bad, yeah. And you saw in the second half the perfectly idealized version of what people thought Jabari Smith was going to be coming into the draft last year, this six foot ten shot maker. And what I really loved about it was the way that Houston got him in spots that are advantageous for him. Yeah. They got him like elbow touches where he can just elevate and shoot over the top with yeah. that high release point. They got him the ball in the wing where he's able to just shoot over the top from three, knock down shots off the catch. They ran stuff for him. Like, you know, last year there was obviously that story that caused an uproar in, I think it was ESPN, if I remember correctly, talking about how Jabari Smith did not have plays run for him last year yeah. uh, by Steven Silas, yep. and it was good to see them run plays for him. Mm -hmm. I think that was actually the key of what made this work yeah. uh, today. 
mean, he needs plays run for, but it wasn't just him, though. I thought Cam Whitmore was good in this game. Yep. I thought Tari Eastman yeah, Eastman was, was very good. good. Like, you know, like yeah. I thought I was I was kind of just watching this Rockets team. I go like this is this is this, this might be the if, summer league champs. If I were a Rockets fan, I would have two feelings. One, feeling really good about these young guys. Feeling number two, why did why are we paying Dylan Brooks twenty million dollars to come on to <laughs> this team with these guys and to take shots from those guys? What? I'm with it, but like you're almost is, more stressed than me watching a summer league I'm game. Not, I, 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 yeah, yeah it's just yeah. it was it's kind of maddening to me well, because you have these guys that are ready to take a little bit more and probably need more developmental time. They need more shots. They need more opportunities. And th- this is the thing with I, I didn't like the Dylan Brooks signing. If you listen to my podcast, you know I think that people understand that I'm not a huge fan of that signing. Yeah, but I think that the reason I didn't love it more than anything else is that Tari Eason is good. Yeah. Like, Tari Eason is just genuinely good. Yeah. And I think that if he continues to showcase that improvement off the catch that we saw today where he was just comfortable and confident being willing to fire that thing. Yeah. Like, he yeah. was ready. He was ready to go. And if he's willing to do that, I think it's a big piece of them having depth at the end of the day now because of Dylan Brooks, but sure. I felt like he could have just slid into the role they want Dylan Brooks to play yeah. this year. And yes. Like, Tari Eason's good at basketball. We should yeah. talk about the Blazers, though, because Scoot was so good. Scoot. Yeah, he was. Scoot was he's so good. He's Scoot. unbelievable. I, I mean, yeah. I'm watching him going like, oh, God, he's already got the feet. Like, it's over. Like, I was just like, I listen, I was like, Portland, just trade Dame for a bag of potato chips. Just get all, just just give all the minutes yeah. to Scoot at this point. Like, he is ready to roll. I, it, yeah. Him with Sharp, Simon's coming off the bench. Like, yeah. don't even, like, you don't even need to worry at this point. Like, just move Dame, make the action happen, get it to Scoot, and let it go. Because he will deliver. I was very impressed with him in the first half. Yeah, his pace, the way that he controls the game. On both ends, I I think he's ready to go, and I agree. I mean, this is a blessing for the Blazers. Yep. They basically have, like, stealth tanked to getting two good players. It was a stealth. Portland Trailblazers were terrible to watch for the second half of the season for two years in a row. But you know what I mean. Like, they didn't tear apart their roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they now have this opportunity to where I think all they need to get back is picks. Like, they don't need to go get a young player in this deal. Like, just – if you could just – bleed somebody dry of all their picks and get back expiring. It's like you have the young players on your roster right now to develop. Yeah, I would still like to get players. I just don't think the picks are there anymore. I don't think teams are going to give yeah, up. That that may be true. That Like the That's, five picks and like three swaps might be done. I mean, I people are like, oh, Rudy Gobert. Rudy, nobody else yeah. wants to make the Rudy Gobert trade. Like, honestly, like that's the, if you could, the stuff. If you could get the Nets to bite. I, I just, here's my thing, and this is why I don't think Dame makes the Nets a championship team. I don't care. That, yeah, you don't, it, you don't. But I don't. Th- but I think that's also the Nets thinking. Maybe I'm just saying if they want, if they did want Dame, uh, and you they, just they ask for get picks. Him. Yeah, they yeah. Can get him. same for Utah. Utah yeah. can give them a, a whole ton of picks. Yeah, but like, yeah. what, why, why, why are we doing this if you're those teams? Truly, that's like, my why? point. Like, that's I the thing. Know. Like, that's you, you just, if you're Utah, you have all these picks, you have interesting young players. Like, Damian Lillard's probably not going to be ecstatic about going there, given all the reporting that yeah. is coming from Chris Haynes. So, I think that you just kind of have to figure out a way to make it work with Miami and a third team at the end but, of the day. Yeah, probably. That's so. the most likely outcome to me, but I would keep trying, like, but with other teams. E- even if you lose this trade, 
you're fine because you already got the guys. Because normally, Agreed. so normally the yeah. way this works out for teams, right? When we have to trade our star player, we're going to be awful next year. Well, yeah. this, is, this is what's happening with the Wizards, sort of. The Wizards mm -hmm. did sign Kyle Kuzma, but obviously they look like a team that probably wins under 25 games next right. year. Yeah. But, right. but, like, but, but now, for them, they already have their young star prospect in Scoop. Yeah. They already have it in Shade and Sharp. You know, Simons is already a guy. Like, yeah. you know, in my opinion, they're almost ahead of the rebuild yeah. in that sense. And, and they yep. have those guys. So, like, that's... That's really the, the, the story with them. But we also got to talk a little bit about how the fact that both Thompson and Henderson left the game yeah, with injuries. Yeah, that was a bummer. That part yeah. sucked. That sucked. Both of them are awesome. Like, they, they Thompson both, was great. We didn't talk I mean, about him. He was I mean, Thompson looked awesome. He looked awesome. He did everything that you would want him to. Like He was awesome as a passer. He made incredible passing reads all across the court on drop-offs, little dump-offs. He had a cross-corner kick that was absolutely filthy. Right. Yep. Like, he was really, really good. Hit I thought three. he was great tonight. He made a three from the top of the key, then yep. sprained his ankle and went yep. out. Scoot, like you guys said, like the way he dictated the game, that's the thing that I've loved about him from the jump and why I think he's – I didn't understand all the hand-wringing about, like, is he a great passer? Like, can he, can he do this? Can he do that? He just knows how to play. Like, he knows yeah. how to dictate the tempo. He knows how to, like, get through – uh, any sort of, you know, advanced action in ball screens. Like, he'll take a step up. Like, he'll take... He knows how to maneuver his body in a very high level. He's built like a linebacker or a running back. Yep. He, when he tucks the ball, like, to get to the basket in order to protect yeah. it, he literally looks like a running back or a linebacker out there yeah. with the way that he can just put force on the basket and force on the paint. So, I think he was spectacular tonight. Yeah. Like, answered every question I hope that people had outside of maybe the shooting. Like, I guess that he got a little bit cold there near the end, and I think he ended up 5 for 13. But, like, Scoot's awesome. I, I, I know you said Brandon Miller will be fine, but if I'm a Charlotte fan, I'm, I'm very annoyed right it's, now. Uh, it's like, Michael, I'm Michael Jordan's parting gift yeah, to, like, to I'm more Charlotte just like, fans. Yeah. like, yeah, he's going to be fine. That dude's going to be good. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the... Vecini's <laughs> over here like, yeah. yeah. I've been... Yeah. I, I've been saying. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, just, I, I don't mean I, to be rude. Like, I've been, I've been here on this block for, yeah. like, months. <laughs> I, 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 will never, I will never understand why Scoot went third and not two. And I get, I get it, the whole matching of skills and all of, you know, whatever, it, overlap. It yeah. does, at this point, it doesn't make sense to this day and age the way the NBA is played. Yeah. I wouldn't have worried about it, and I think they yeah. really put themselves in an interesting spot. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 look, I, I don't want to, like, you know, shit on Brandon Miller. Like, Brandon Miller is yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's ha he had some moments. He, he is really skinny. Mm -hmm. Like, that really shows up on the court. In a big way. With other... NBA type of guys is yep. like he is so, yeah. at a disadvantage yeah. there. Totally. Like the the lack of strength through his lower half particularly. Yeah. Like he's okay and is like he's not strong in his upper body, but like it's the lower half. Like he doesn't have any strength through his legs yeah. and torso right now. And he can just get knocked off his line on drives. And honestly, like the three-point shot, like he ends up short on a lot of his threes right yeah. now as well. Which, you know, coming off of what, probably three days, three games in six days? Yeah, something, something like, like that. Normal NBA schedule. Normal NBA schedule. Like it might be a minute for Brandon. Brandon's going to be fine. But like I, look, I've, yes, they should have, I think they should have taken Scoot. but. Yeah. You know, I've been. This isn't just me reacting to. This is what we've been saying. One summer league game. This is me like 
being on this, you know, on this road for God, you know, six months now, I guess. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this special edition of the Athletic NBA Show live from Las Vegas. We'll have more content coming to you guys all week here in Vegas. So stay locked in to The Athletic.